Six pack lapping at everybody. Welcome to the show. Today it's gonna to be Paul Mayer and Zan sitting in, and um, we got a special guest. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. This is the greatest uh, bench presser of all time, and that's like that's so heavily. Yeah, we, we, it's, it's, it's not even debatable. It's we get to interview royalty today. That's right. Um, and but not only she's not a bench only, um, she's the great all these. I would say also just as undisputed the greatest sixty-three kilo woman of all time. And, I would agree. Uh, that's obviously. I mean, there, there's only ever been is it one other? No, Kimberly Walford also won one in there. But in terms of titles, it's not even close. She's she's a dynasty in terms of powerlifting, and um, you could also debate. So this the bench goat, uh, sixty-three kilo goat, goat, and then. Overall, you could say overall, overall female or IPF female goat. Yeah, matching men women's fights. You got so many. Then you got even more dynasties to try to match yeah. dynasty against dynasty. Yeah, yeah, it gets harder and harder. But um, if you look at it, you you could. I think we have debated the women's overall goat, and I think we both said. I think we both Thompson, picked Thompson based off of her coming back. Now Kimberly Walford is coming back this year. And she might have her big comeback story as well. And, and, and so she's not done. So we'll see. But as of right now, I would lean towards Jen Thompson being uh, the women's powerlifting GOAT as well. So there's three GOAT titles. And if we blow it up even more to overall powerlifting, well, let's say IPF. She's, I was going to say, it, it's the it's, as well. It's, it's, it's hard, but you know she's in the top, let's yeah. say top three. Yeah. Because in terms of men's, uh, obviously Ray's just running a hell of a dynasty as well. Yeah, Fedoshenko's running a dynasty as well. We yeah. talked about... Um... Yeah, but one thing I will give her, she's not just three lift worlds. She's now taking the bench only over and over and over. Yeah. You, 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 you I, a, you're chewing on a, a hair that you I have so much dog yeah. hair in my mouth right now. Somehow, <laughs> dude, you, dude, I feel like you I'm know about what? to cough up a furball. My dog Punchy, bless his heart, is yeah. the cuddliest... Freaking dog ever, but he will put a hair somewhere on your face. You'll feel it, but never find it to take it away. I've been to work like that. From, <laughs> I'm like the guy from Seinfeld. There's a hair yeah. on my lip. You Which is making for and one I of the most awkward, like eye to eye conversations. Is yeah, I'm like just well, like reaching into my mouth here. Trying yeah, to... well, yeah, exactly. People, people in the audio can't fully appreciate. I'm trying not here. to make it noticeable <laughs> on the audio, and you just called it out. So thank you. Well, uh, so that had to be said. Yeah. But uh, but nonetheless, yeah, Gentile. And then on top of all of it, um, her huge comeback win, which, I mean, I can't say enough in terms of like, like man, if they're going to write a book about Jan Thompson, you're going to yeah. write a book about a powerlifter, that was a fun Oh, yeah, no, if you talk about powerlifting moments, that's... Yeah, that's, that's one of them. Yeah. That's one of our sports moments. Um, hip surgery, told by the doctor, you know, 50-50, uh, you're in your early 40s doing things that are just no women can do in the world. Period. Yeah. And, um, and, and you're a middle-aged woman at this point. This shouldn't be possible. And now I'm going to open you up for uh, a surgery that's going to take hours. You know, this, this shouldn't be. This yeah, shouldn't no, be I able mean, to happen. A torn labrum can take out pretty much anybody, regardless, yeah, regardless. regardless of sport, regardless of what you're doing. Like yeah. It can be a debilitating... Forget sports industry. Yeah. In, injury, I mean. Yeah. It can just be a debilitating injury. And then for her to um, come back from that, and then come back from that, oh, and by the way, be in the middle of the most competitive class we've ever seen. Yeah. 
possibly the whole world championships the most competitive. Insane. And then to win, to win in that climate, in that type of a comeback, yeah. at the pinnacle of, you know, every all eyes watching. Um, and then obviously her looking back, been in the game since the 90s and the whole... It, it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those freaking wins. She's got that. You can never take that away from her. Um, so it'll be interesting. I want to get her take on the world, her take on the injury. I want to get, um, and then rolling right through her being nominated to the 2018 Athlete of the Year by the World Games Organization, yep. representing powerlifting, and the rallying that went behind her. Not to mention the controversy that went behind this. All of it. Yep. Very juicy. It's, this is a very... It's going to be a good one that we'll listen to. It's one, of these, it's one of those podcasts where I'm just excited to yeah. sit back and listen. When I told you, uh, when I tell you about some people we have on, oh, let's do a little research. Let's get, a, let's, get a, let's get their background. You know, Megan Scanlon, she's relatively new to powerlifting, didn't know her background, shot her an email. Uh, we're going to have to get her background. And she had a hell of a background. She, she could tell yeah. a hell of a story. That was gold. But you never know. Jen Thompson... We, we, hey, no background needed. Yeah, you don't, we, we you don't witnessed need to, it. You don't need to background check. It was insane. It was, it was, um, you know, yeah, exactly. A hell of a story. So, with no further ado, we're going to get Jen Thompson a ring and get it straight from the goat's mouth. See what I did there? It's straight. See, <laughs> see I, I see exactly how we brought that back to the yeah. fact that I'm still trying to get hair on him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, anyways. Uh, with no further ado, Jen Thompson. And we have special guest, uh, possibly the greatest bench presser of all time. I think that's um, easy to say. I think that's probably <laughs> easy to say. Um, definitely up there for uh, the greatest, one of the greatest powerlifters of all time, greatest 63 kilo lifter of all time. None other than Jen Thompson. Jen, thank you for coming back. Return guest, how you been? I've been really good. Thanks for inviting me back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, since we had you on last time, um, a lot of things have happened. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's been, it's been crazy. It's been uh, like so far 2019 is a little nuts. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, 2018 was, you know, just like a phenomenal, I've said this many times in the podcast, but in terms of like, a comeback story you know <laughs> if ever like previously you would never say jen thompson be an underdog but when people find out the background story of you leading into this 2018 world championships yeah. very improbable i'm, I'm kind of setting you up i'll let you take it but yeah. um i'm just i'm just laying it down for people listening um from like the underdog and not only just your what was going on with you but that was honestly probably the deepest women's competi- division I've ever seen. Regardless, oh, yeah, regardless sure. of weight class. You know, it was, yeah, it, it had all the drama, including um, Isabella Weisberg dropping down to 63. It had all the drama. Oh my gosh. All the drama was, you could ask for. That, that right there, it was so funny that there was so much, um, you know, press about that. Um, and, and in such an anticlimactic way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure who she was listening to on that one, but it's, it's, yeah. So we'll, we'll get into that before we get into the world. So let's back everybody up a little bit and talk about this injury you took. And I remember it, it was a little silent from the Jen Thompson camp. 
yeah. and some people are like, hmm, what's going on? So under maybe wraps. it was under wraps. You played it well. So maybe <laughs> bring us back because you had missed um, the previous year and yes. Horn took it. So maybe uh, let us know now, whoever doesn't know the story about this big comeback and what happened to you. Well, I just, um, I've had a few injuries throughout my career, but ironically, none of them are really powerlifting related. They were always, I've always been pretty active in other things. So usually they were, I was doing something um, silly. Um, so this was my first like powerlifting injury. And it was sort of something that was, had been happening over um, several years. So, you know, I'm a super wide sumo deadlifter. Mm. Um, and so over the years, it just my hips started taking a hit to that. And I couldn't, for the longest time, I couldn't figure out what was going on. I was um, really having a hard time finishing deadlifts. I was having a hard time um, finishing squats. And it was getting to where I was getting all this shaking going on. And then everything was shifting to the left side. And then it became, like, hugely painful. Mm-hmm. And then it got to where, like, I just couldn't even sit down to a chair. Like, it was just, I couldn't even do that, that motion. Um, so it was just, it kind of, I'd been lifting injured for a few years, but, like, the pool of athletes just wasn't that competitive for me. So, like, I could get away with it. Um, you know, I could pretty much win on my second attempts. Um, so I had a couple years where my numbers were pretty stagnant, and I was just, like, no one could figure really what was wrong with me for the longest time. And then it got to a point where I just couldn't do anything anymore. So I um, re- was recommended to go see this orthopedist down in Charlotte. He's like supposed to be like the number two laparoscopic surgery guy in the country and trained under some big guy. And, and he figured out it was it was my hip. And um, it was basically like I had worn like a dip down in my femur, which created like a bone deposit. So like a bump on my femur and it kept hip- hitting into my hip socket every time I deadlifted and it just basically shredded my labrum tendon and then um and just wrecked everything in there so i got to the point where yeah it was a mess like it was just ugly so i got to the point where i was like well either i can try to fix it or i can just say i'm a bench presser you know (laughs) just gonna bench press this this career out and that's it the surgery wasn't too bad so i'm like you know what i don't want to go out on on that note let's just you know let's give this a try and and even the doctor was like I'm not sure this is going to work. We're going to give it a go, and we'll just see what happens. Did, he give, you, so, did he give you, like, percentages or odds? Well, he said, like, you know, because I had done, like, the MRIs and things, he's like, honestly, like, I won't know till I get in there. So, like, Donovan took me to the hospital in the morning. Like, you know, you have to get there, like, 8 a.m. with all the people going in for surgeries. And he looked at me and he goes, if we're in and out really quick, it's not good. I mean, it wasn't that. We have no idea what it is. If I'm in there for a long time that's a really good sign that we got it. And so I was in there for like, I don't know, like six hours. Like it was super oh, wow. long. <laughs> so, so it was kind of funny because you're like rooting for like a really long, bad surgery. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get in there, dig in. Yeah. And at one point when you're walking in there, did it cross your mind? Like this could, this could be the end right here. Like this could be. Yeah. It's cer- yeah, for sure. Like I'm like, you know, this, this might be it. This, you know, and, and, you know, I've had a good career, so, you know, it's not yeah. like, you know, you strove, strove to get to the top, get to the top, and you never quite reached it. You know, I've been there a few times, yeah. so, you know, you could leave feeling somewhat satisfied, but, like, powerlifting is such a great moment right now. I don't want to leave it when it's at its peak, 
it's hype. Yeah. You know, it's every you know, it's building and the competition's getting strong and the media attention and um, it's just a great moment compared to where I, I started and just didn't want it to end yet, you know? Not yet. One more. Not yet. Yeah. So um, I did this courtesy and like um it was like two weeks on crutches and then the hardest part of the whole thing was like you, you couldn't, like, I couldn't turn my leg a certain way. You had to keep your hips, you know, straight. And it was hard because you felt fine, but you weren't allowed to do anything. And yeah. so he kept telling me, knowing who I am, he kept messaging me and saying, follow the PT and don't too much. He kept going, you're going to wreck everything I did if you don't follow what I said. Do not wreck all that work I put into your hip. And so I kept thinking, I'm like, don't wreck it, don't wreck it, don't wreck it. Because you felt good. So you wanted to just go in there and start training because you knew, you know, this was May. I knew Nationals was going to be October. And after the rehab, I was going to have a very small amount of time to get ready. Um, And so I I just kept thinking, like, okay, just stick with the plan, stick with the plan. Because I didn't know until I started squatting, I really wouldn't know if it worked. So it was like it was like eight weeks of just going like, is it gonna work? Is it not gonna work? Is what was this it? Was it not it? You know, like, am I gonna be able to lift again? I'm not sure. So like mentally, it was tough. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was lucky at Donovan Angle there going like, you got this. You're gonna come back. You're, you're Jen Thompson. You know, you're strong. You know, who's just constantly in my ear like pumping me up the whole time. So um, when I hit that first squat, I was like. Yes. It's good. What, how difficult was it for you to um, watch the world championships like a stream and someone else taking the title? And you still, if that was May, the championships was June, you know, that was probably at the lowest rate rebounding. You weren't doing anything yet. Watching that happen and for the first time, my God, I'm a spectator. And that must have been a very difficult situation. They're crowning somebody else. And then, um, and, and everything's a question mark at this point surrounding yourself. You know, sure. what was that like? Well, that's why I didn't watch it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Good yeah. enough. My mental, my mental stableness could only take so much at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's fair. And that wasn't going to help. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Oh, yeah, the last thing you want to do is watch somebody else take your crown and you didn't even get I to it. I couldn't do it, dude. Didn't even get to defend. I just couldn't do it. Like, I knew my limits. And I was already, like, you know, just teetering at that moment, you know. And I was just like, I'm just not going to watch. You know, I was rooting on my teammates. I watched all my teammates. But I didn't I didn't watch them. And it had to be tough, too. It didn't go to can- – or, sorry, it didn't go to U.S., you know, that the crown left the U.S. Um, and, and also, so at that point when you're still injured, did you, you, I don't think you released anybody that you were dealing with the injury. What, what was oh. this, what did you say for why you didn't go? I can't remember now. I think I just said there was an injury. I just said I had an injury and I, I couldn't go. But I didn't really say it Yeah, because people didn't think, I, I remember at the time not thinking it was that grave. Like, I had no idea this. I didn't know yeah. we were talking 50-50, this might be the end. You know, yeah. nobody was overly worried yet. Well, I didn't, I knew my my plan was to go to Raw Nationals, and I knew, I, I honestly think, thinking back, I believe that was probably the most competitive Raw Nationals we had was um, 2017. Mm. Um, because it, I don't know if you remember that, if you watched it, but it was, it came down to the last deadlift. Five of us were going to win putting on the deadlifts. Yep. So, I mean, I to me, that. like, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to show my hand. Um, I didn't want. I didn't want to give them information that I wasn't one hundred percent. 
Yeah. So I, I didn't want to give them anything. I couldn't. You know, so I didn't want them to think, you know, she's coming back from an injury. She probably doesn't have this or that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to give him any ammunition, so I kept it on the down low. The worst, they say the worst thing you can give a contender on the way up is hope. Yeah. You know, let yeah, them. You, you, you got to hold your cards tight. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't be posting everything on Instagram. That's just silly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so after you won those nationals, uber competitive in 2017, um, you, you didn't yet release what you're dealing with, did you? Or when was it that you that you released? It's after. Uh, after I won the nationals, I did. And you let everybody know. This yeah, is and I'd happened. only had, like, I think I'd only had maybe eight weeks of training before Raw Nats. So it went way better than, than I thought it was going to. Because, yeah. <laughs> again, I, I didn't even really know what my top-end numbers were at that point. You know, I was just trying to get back in shape after not lifting for, I mean, I, I didn't lift. I pulled out of the Arnold that year. Um, I lifted in... Iceland in January, but um, I went up a weight class and just um, hit the bench in the 72s because, again, I knew I was injured, and I didn't know how bad, but my squat, my deadlift were, were shit, and so I just hit something light, you know, so I really hadn't, since January that year, like, I hadn't hit anything big, so I had no, I had no idea where my numbers were going to be. I had, I was just like, let's go, let's go give it a go. And that 63 kilo, was it almost... Did you almost succumb to the moment and relieve expectations to an extent where you're like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Um, a lot of this is going to be out of my control. Because I believe, like that year, you had Sam Calhoun. Kristen um, Dunsmore. Kristen Dunsmore, who is now 72 kilo. Like, it was just a murderer's row again. Diane yeah. Scallion. Yeah, mm-hmm. who is now 57 yeah. kilo. This is, this is all three of those girls right now yeah. are national champions. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It was Because yeah. I can remember, like, I did what I usually did. I, I I went big on my second deadlift. I can't even remember if I got my third. But I remember after I got it, I just started walking the hallways in the back. Like I couldn't watch I couldn't watch them. I was just walking in the back, back and forth, back and forth, and I was waiting for Donovan to tell me where where I was. Like I was yeah, just like yeah. I couldn't watch it. I was just pacing back and forth and I was just my emotions were all over the place and I wasn't sure. It was all coming down to last deadlifts, and I just I didn't know, like, and I couldn't watch it. So I was just I was just pacing around by myself until that was like you're good. I was like, <laughs> were, were you were you at all gun shy? I know, like, um, if you haven't fully tested an injury, and especially an injury where it's like 50-50 career ender, were yeah. you at all gun shy, or when you stepped out there, were you like, that's gone now? It is what it is. Oh, no, I was out there. I'm like, let's we're gonna get what we got today, and and that's I wasn't worried really about re-injuring it or anything. It's all good. Like I was feeling like I wasn't feeling any injury related pains or anything. I just knew that my training wasn't up to where it needed to be yet. So but I'm a I'm a a performer on the platform. I will way outperform my gym numbers. Like I know when it comes down to it, like nine times out of ten, I'm gonna do it. Is it like I'm a clutch performer? I feel like uh, I think you might be right. I think you might have earned. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think statistically speaking, nine out of ten, you know, actually have one of you that. That's right. Um, so, it, what is the difference between your gym list and, and your platform list? Like, do you ever PR in the gym, or is it really difficult? Like, do you need that fire? Because some people, you see them smashing big weights in in the gym, and then when they mm-hmm. go on the platform, it's never fully there. Yeah, I um. 
I don't really, like, I never, ever max out on deadlift. Um, I could probably pull 40, 50 more pounds on the platform than I can in the gym. Which is crazy. But it's pretty hard to recreate that situation, you know. And for yeah. me, I tried doing singles and deadlifts, and it's just defeating. Because yeah. I'm like, well, shit, I just missed 420. That's <laughs> normally my second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then squats, I, I just, I, I, I get up there pretty good just to know about where I'm at. And then my my bench, I'm, I'm, it's always just money. <laughs> <laughs> it's consistent. Do you think? Well, okay. So you, okay. yeah, we're good to go. And so you were just saying, and it's interesting how, so the difference between like you, you get far more fired up and um, for the platform weight. And it's interesting how some people, it can be deceiving when you watch your Instagram and you see some people hit some massive lifts in the gym. And then if you start your expectations, that's what they're going to bring to the platform. It's, it can be daunting. Do you, do you follow anyone else on Instagram to see where they're at? Oh, for sure. Yeah, really? It, I think Sam Sam called me like a troller or something. I don't know if I'm a troller because that sounds negative. Yeah, yeah. I'm, of course, watching what they're posting and putting it up. Yeah. And is there – so if, is, is it mainly – because leading into that Nationals, you had to deal with like a murderer's row in terms of uh, – and all three of these young ladies now are U.S. champions and yeah. looking extremely strong. After you had won that – Leading into into the world championships, this was possibly the biggest world championships we ever seen in women's uh, powerlifting period, regardless of weight classes. And you had the announcement that Isabella von Weisberg was dropping down. Uh, yeah. Canada's Maria T was coming uh-huh. to sixty three kilo, a phenomenal. We had two big squatters, and then Sam Calhoun, the ever fast rising, was also going to make the U.S. team. So it's going to be U.S. versus U.S. leading into these worlds. Yeah. What, when you're doing the scouting and seeing what these ladies are posting up, what were your thoughts in prep for the 2018 Worlds? Well, I just, I always, I think you have to be confident in yourself, and I'm confident in my training. And so, I, don't, I think it's, you can, you can be self-defeating to a point if you're just watching people going, well, my numbers aren't there, my numbers aren't here. Um, to me, all that doesn't matter. I mean, I want to be informed what they're doing. But I have enough belief in myself that on that day I'm gonna and I'm gonna give the best that I can give and it's gonna fall wherever it falls. So, you know, you have to try to put things in perspective in your mind so that it's beneficial to you. So I always believe that I train harder than everyone else and I believe I'm pretty mentally tough. So I always know that going in that that's my advantage. Plus I've got Donovan in my back and he's the best number dudes in the business. So he having those two things, I know, like, I'm already ahead. <laughs> like, do you, do you, um, like, obviously in that prep for the, for the Nationals, and some people have been there where you're just not going to hit PRs. And for some people leading into a competition, and you've done so many competitions, and sometimes you're always flying, smashing PRs in the gym, and you feel like, holy smokes, this should lead up to a good platform performance. And sometimes there's no PRs in the training camp. It just happens like that. And it can rattle somebody thinking, you know, previously these numbers equate to this performance. But when Uh you're walking into like that 2017 Raw Nationals and the numbers aren't there. And on top of that, oh, by the way, it is the toughest 63 kilo class we've ever seen. Ever. (laughs) Yeah, you just almost have to have faith. Like, how does that, does that rattle you? Have you been there where you know, like, you know what, I have hit... No PRs in training. As a matter of fact, some training sessions, 
all my numbers go down and it still comes through on that day? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Uh, a lot of it, I'm pretty good because I've been doing it long enough. I think it's just experience, but I'm really great. I know uh, your numbers are going to depend on how you're feeling that day. There's travel, there's weight cuts, there's time of day of lifting. There's so many variables, but I'm pretty good. Like after my all my openers are and my seconds are pretty much set up to tell me what I got that day, what's in the tank. Mm. So um, I'm pretty good at figuring that out. I think a lot of times PRs are sort of irrelevant when you come to a competition because really you're just trying to put in the best total you can, and a PR is not always in that. Like, you have to be a good strategist as far as, you know, where you know which event is your weakness, which one's your strength, and then when it comes down to deadlifts, it's all about working the number. So yeah. I don't even think about PRs that day. I think about how I feel in that first and that second, what I have left in the third, and then it's all really number strategy to me. I don't even think about what I did in training at all. Yeah, I mean, it's a... Uh, I know what you mean, because... A lot of times, and I think, Paul, we both discussed this previously, yeah. lean into a peak into a competition, you start telling yourself, well, I hit this before in competition, and my top triple, my top fours, I had previously played around with this weight. If you're not touching that weight leading into your next meet, you start mentally messing with yourself, and you're like, is my, is my squat not there? And, you know, maybe it's experience, maybe it's self-confidence, where it's like, I don't need to hit certain numbers. I don't need to hit the same triple I did before. My squat can, yeah, it can be the same or more. You know, and right. it's, it takes a level of confidence, but it is such a, because it's, it's a number, it's not opinion. So you start taking yeah. a number as fact, like numbers don't lie. So you start messing with yourself like, oh my God, my, my triples are all down. Uh, numbers don't lie. Am I lying to myself? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter because when you get there, it's, gonna, it's, it's what your competition brings that day. And you can't predict that. Yeah. You can't predict what they're going to hit in their squats. I mean, you have an idea. But, I mean, and it's all got to be done within the rules of performance, too. So, I mean, you know, the referees play into that, too, making sure it's a good lift. A lot of times those training lifts aren't within the rules of performance. You know, you don't know. So, for me, it's all about just as long as my numbers are going up and I'm feeling good, I'm not so worried about what those top-end numbers are because I know when I get on the platform, I'm going to give it my all. And, and, and and I'm never disappointed as long as I felt like I gave it my all. Yeah. You know, as long as I picked my numbers great and I know I did what I had that day, it is what it is. It falls where it falls and I'm going to be okay with it. Yeah. Well said. I mean, it's yeah. Yeah, definitely, that's, that's exactly the mindset you need. I was going to say, that's the mindset you need. Yeah. yeah it's, it's easier said than done for a lot of people. Um, when So walking into 2018, you had just taken this U.S. Nationals, the toughest U.S. Nationals we'd seen. Um, a murderer's row, these ladies, when people look back, are going to be like, holy crap, Meg Scanlon, Sam Calhoun. I mean, these are Kristen Dunsmore. The resumes are deep. So you just yeah. overcame a huge obstacle. And now it's announced Isabella von Weisenberg is dropping mm -hmm. down from 72. I have very few times in powerlifting have I seen so much hype around one particular lifter changing weight classes. Yeah, and, and we met at the Arnold, you know, before. She came to the Arnold uh, in March before the Worlds. And um, she she weighed in, I mean, just under 72. And I was like, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and she only beat me by 10 kilos. So I was, honestly, I was hoping she was going to make it because there was so much hype. The competitor in me wanted me a piece of her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not in a, not in a 
nasty way, but I'm a competitor. We're all yeah. in here to compete and compete against the best. And that's what gets my blood going. You know, that's what I get excited about. So I was hoping, I was hoping that she was going to make it. But when I saw it at the Arnold, I thought, oh, man, <laughs> this is going to be a problem because she should be weighing in at 72 in March. Yeah. And she's got, I mean, I didn't know where she was going to lose that weight at. She's not a big girl. She's no. a thin, muscular woman. Yeah. Where is she going to lose all those pounds at? I don't know. So I was waiting to see, but the hype was off the charts. Like, I couldn't, I mean, I was surprised, too. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then when I saw her um, walking around the venue, you know, a day or two prior, I thought, this isn't good. <laughs> she, she was... Like her, based off her Instagram videos and pictures, she looked like like stage ready for a bikini contest, like bodybuilding. She was absolutely shredded. I was worried for her for her health. Yeah, honestly, um, she and you know I don't know much about her or who was coaching her or something, but uh, I thought it was a bad move in the first place, just because. I, I mean, if you can look at the girl and say that you know where is she going to get nine kilos no. at any weight? Like I just she's going to do it and then um, when you are water loading and cutting that's a dangerous thing to mess around with when you're getting down that low um, I was honestly just worried for her I was hoping this wasn't going to have like um, effects on her later and, and had you heard also um, I guess she had not practiced a water cut ever until and she left it to the world championships in a different country on the other side of the world that was yeah, shocking and she, and she was... came in super heavy um, for a water cut anyways, from what I understand. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was just, just, we were sitting at weigh-ins and we were all like looking at each other going, where is she? <laughs> She's not here. Weigh-ins are closing. And then, um, so I think she did try. I think she did step on the scale and she was still maybe like a pound or two over. Yeah. It was, um, it was, it was super close yeah. actually. Right, like I, I remember she posted, she was like extremely dehydrated. Um, yeah. So she missed, I believe, by like 0.4 kilo, which is yeah. a pound. Yeah. Roughly a yeah. pound. Um, I thought it was even less than that, but it doesn't really. Somebody made her, like, tried to make her laugh. So she laughed and she posted a picture. Her ab muscle popped yeah. off and cramped. Like, we're talking, like you'd say, yeah. dangerously dehydrated. And then, yeah. how, and then how are you supposed to perform after that, anyways, if she made weight? I mean. You, you, I don't care how much IVs you throw in there. That's tough. Yeah, yeah, you you load up, and she can squat into the four hundred sometimes. You yeah. load up that kind of weight on your back. That's when muscles tear and bad things happen. She was laughing and cramping, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. If a laugh, yeah, pull those. I was gonna say I've done some fairly big water cuts that we've talked about before, and I've never been that depleted. Like, yeah. Yeah. It must it have would, been hell. It would be just miserable. I yeah. have no idea how you'd ever lift. Did this, did this kind of story, because that became a, a massive storyline. I mean, they, she had sponsors from Sweden, and, like, it yeah. was pretty big. But not knowing, did that at all, like, did that at all mess with you at all? Because she, if she made it, there was, it's such a big if. If she could bring her A game, she for sure would have been a very serious threat. But, or were you thinking, you know what, I'm leaning towards, there's no way she, she can be... Well, I figured, I thought, even if she did make the weight, there was no way she was going to be able to hit those kind of numbers mm. at, you know, at such a, she was hitting all those numbers she was posting. She was posting them. I mean, she was still pretty heavy. Mm. Um, and people don't realize how much that really takes out of you. I was, honestly, I was, I knew she would be a good competitor 
but I wasn't worried. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, I, any more than anyone else. Yeah. yeah. And, and talking about any more than anyone else, who were some of these, let, let's talk about some of these young ladies walking in this. Because this was, this was seriously such a stacked division. Um, I was doing the commentating. I was telling everybody who was watching, look, at this is the best we've ever seen. This, this weight class right now, if we're going to point towards powerlifting and people want to know like how exciting is powerlifting, watch what's about to happen right now. Because every one of these, you guys, I think the whole top five could have been a world champion. And, and you know, we have, uh, I mean, even, well, even Horn was... I was about to say, we were only talking about like, well, Sam Calhoun and Maria T, but there's more competitors that are right there as well. Horn herself... Yeah. I believe finished off podium and she was the defending world exactly. champion. Couldn't make podium. That's how thick it was. I was more, I was, I was mostly worried about Sam um, as far as, you know, where, where it was. I figured it was going to come down to her and me. And I honestly did. And I was, I was surprised that she didn't go for it. Um, in the end, you know, she settled with a world record deadlift opposed to going for the win. Um, I was sort of surprised she did that. I wanted done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was said, fuck it, let's go for first. <laughs> We're going all in, yeah. End up second either way, who cares? Yeah. You know? Um, but, I mean, that was obviously that was her choice. That was more important to her. Um, and then, you know, I knew Maria was going to be really tough, but, you know, her deadlift is her weakness. So I, I knew we had had that going as well. And, you know, I didn't, I missed uh, missed squat, which screwed me up. Screwed up my game plan big time, um, so I, I was already at I was already a little behind, you know, in in my plan of things. So I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" <laughs> was it like, it, and that's the tough one where I mean, we say so often in the preview shows we do, and um, like the the commentary when it's this tight, and, and this was as tight a race as you can get, um, with everyone so close. When you miss a lift. It, it, we, we always say whoever misses first is going to fall back. And, and then when it's the first event, the squat, and you miss one, were you like, oh, shit, okay, well, <laughs> that's yeah, tough. Like, I, I was like, is this game over? <laughs> yeah, it could be. I to say, like, when you're talking you about mental toughness. Things up for me right here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I put myself at a, uh, a huge deficit, and I honestly didn't think I would come out of it. I really thought that was it. Um my squat training had gone terribly into uh, world, and um, and I knew it wasn't going to be. As, I had a great lift at the Arnold. I knew it wasn't going to be as good, but I just knew I needed to stay close to it. And um, it was it. I was just. I was like, that's it. But then I think Sam missed one of hers. Yeah. And uh, Sam, I'm getting, I'm so old of being Alzheimer's. I can't even remember. I can't. You know what? I called it too. <laughs> I can't remember exactly myself, yeah. but um, yeah, when it comes, like, hey, I'm back in it. I'm back in it. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, so is it? And then the deadlifts, like you know, Donovan's a big strategist, and he was like, "Listen, this could go either way. We're gonna go for it on your second deadlift." I'm like, "Okay, let's go." <laughs> and and were you were you thinking to yourselves like, secure with the second? If you miss, you get another kick in the can. But um, when the the big risky, it's a risky move. Big risk, big reward. <laughs> big risk because um, if you go with your second and miss, you left yourself. You only have your opener, so you're you're almost all in at that point. Well, especially when you're already behind your game plan. You're yeah, 
you're, you're yeah. you really got you guys really went all in there. Um, I did. That was a number. Like if I hit it on my second, it pushed everyone way over where they needed to go. They had to go way too high, and so that was sort of our strategy was pushing them beyond where they could go. The, if I hit my second, so I'm like, let's do it. Let's try it. And this is still so. something that you've hit before on the platform. I can't recall what your second was at the time. I, uh, it was my it was my max. Or no, it's a little bit under the max. It was like uh, was it like four forty two or something like that. That's what I thought it was. It was around two hundred kilo. But so it's right there. Yeah. That, this is this is. Yeah. It was no by no means a for sure thing. Already miss a squat, so you're kind of like walking up to that weight, knowing, okay, I miss a squat. And you know when you miss a squat and you're like, hmm, because deads and squat in terms of strength sometimes can correlate. Um, were you were you, were you like a little stressed? You're like, holy, holy smokes? or No, oh, I get out there. You know, I tend to kind of like be loud and scream and yell, and I mostly do that because um, it keeps all those negative thoughts out of my head. Yeah. So that, um, it doesn't. If I can get myself pumped up to a point, I don't think about that stuff. So that's kind of that's really what it's my strategy for doing that. Not that I'm really that um, crazy. I'm pretty pretty mild. But if I do that, all that shit doesn't sit in my mind, and I just focus on what I got to do, and I go do it. So yeah, that's. <laughs> I like how you're saying you're pretty mild, but I. I get out. I, I said, I like how you're saying you're pretty mild, but I think you're the only person I've ever seen stand on the bench after a bench yeah. press and do a flex. <laughs> it's, you, you, you hit that platform with so much energy. Yeah. I mean, everybody's like, it's it's almost positivity, like positive forward momentum yeah. that you're bringing to the platform, right? It keeps the, it keeps the demons out of my head. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I jump up on the bench because Dennis Cherry did that. Is and that right? Like, Is that... He's my male equivalent, I feel like. Yeah. And so he did that. He's crazy. If you've ever watched him, he's a complete nut on yeah. the platform. And so we were at the Arnold Diamond set. And he and Dennis had just hit a world record. And so I was going for one. And he goes, if you hit this, you have to jump up on that, that like Dennis did. You have to do it. You have to do it like in, in tribute to him. And I'm like, okay. So I did it, and then it just it just kept going. It's like, a, it's like a trademark now. Yeah. If you took a yeah. silhouette of a woman on a bench flexing, everybody's going to be disjointed Thompson. You know what I mean? Like, that's like part of your, it'd be disappointing if you didn't at this point. Um, during these worlds, did you know, uh, like, how, did you watch these other ladies when they were hitting lifts, or would you kind of, like, look at Keep me in tune if we need to make a decision, but I don't want to watch. Does that get in your head when it's like that? I don't watch at all. I just sit back there and I relax and I try to um, joke around a little bit just to keep things light. I don't want things to get too busy. So, like, I just usually I'll find whoever's sitting next to me and just start a conversation with them, start joking around a bit in between. And then um, down to the middle, time to get on. Then I, I turn it on. I go out there. I sit down. Because <laughs> it's, it's I, like, I try to stay somewhat light, but it's like, you know when someone's around you and, like, it's forced? You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm light, I'm loose, but I'm not light, I'm not loose. No. Especially, like, in, in the midst of a battle like that, um, I mean, it'd be tough. It gets exhausting to keep that up, though. Yeah. And so I've learned over time to turn it on and turn it off. Because uh, if you're trying to stay amped up through that, through three flights of lifting, you're going to be just wrecked by the end. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's more like energy conservation. 100%. When it comes to that, so... Um, and then sometimes it's just fun to sit back there and talk to other people and sometimes it throws them off their game. So that's good too. This is true too. Like it, a, it is good to embrace the moment. I mean, this, these moments are fleeting. Um, even that injury you took and you got a flash of, Oh my God, this could be it. Now 
when you walk into the worlds, when you walk into nationals, it is like this. Who knows? This, is this the last one? I don't know. These injuries, you know, you, you almost get a touch of it when when the ball is nothing but rolling, and all of a sudden it almost gets taken from you. You might as well almost appreciate the moment, right? I certainly do. I just appreciate this time. I appreciate you know all the women that are coming up. It's fun. I've been waiting for this for years. You know, I'm so excited to have the Sam's and the Nickens and the Jens and um, all the ladies coming up, uh, making our sport interesting to watch. It's not really fun to watch some, some one person you yeah. know, just go hit their list and no one else is near. It's funny to watch the drama and the excitement. Yeah. So yeah. it's what's, it's what's going to propel our sport forward. So I think it's pretty great. 100%. I mean, um, I use the analogy, if you watch a basketball game and by halftime, one team's leading by 40 points – it sucks. People are leaving, yeah. you know, and our sport, any women who tune in who are thinking about competing or any men for that matter, and they see this happening, a straight up dogfight from the beginning to end, you miss, she misses, you're right back to one of one, right to the very last deadlift. Now you're like, oh, like this, that was awesome. I want yeah. to get involved. Like we need this. We need this type of competitiveness. Yeah. And we have it in like multiple weight classes now, you know, so yeah. that's what's, What's pretty great is you can almost pick any weight class and see something pretty interesting going on. Yeah. So it wasn't always that way. <laughs> yeah, and I think you see it more and more now. Like, you see more and more people turning into the live cast because of it. Yeah, you need you need competitiveness. You need, you need rivalries. Yeah. You, so, actually walking into it, there's actually running dialogues. Like, when St. Calhoun and Kristen Dunsmore, for three competitions in a row, and this is, like, yes. really bizarre. Yeah. Body yeah. weight only separated them. And it was like, you guys are like, um, I don't know if you remember Street Fighter, Ken and Ryu were like the same, <laughs> the same but different. It's like, you guys yeah. are so evenly matched. It, it, you need rivalries like this. Yeah. I just listened to, you know, Alice and you talk, you know, for an hour, you know, about just the different things going on in the different weight classes and stuff. And yeah. um, you, didn't, you didn't always have that. So I think that is really good. It's cool when you don't know who's going to win for sure. You need yeah. it. Yeah. Now, having yeah. said that, when you did win this, um, I remember interviewing you and asking, where does that win, because you've won so many world championships, where that win would rank? Given everything that happened, I mean, the injury in your 40s, taking a 50-50 injury, massive surgery, never a tougher division we've ever seen. Um, and then coming back like that and regaining your world championship after having to sit out the year before, I'm kind of be- making this a loaded question, but <laughs> <laughs> but where does that world championship rank? And like, what did that mean to you in terms of your, your overall legacy, do you think? Well, it's definitely number one. Well, it's hard to say because like the first one, you know, I wide was just bench press and it taken me years to get there. Like, you know, it taken me a long time to That's win true. that final, to win that first one. So it's hard to say, you know, that one was pretty awesome, but this is, this is pretty close too because it made, I made you know, 10 world titles total. So that's a nice two-digit number. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was certainly the most hardest, one of the most hardest ones I've had to win. So, and so, and then on my, you know, now, now I have my family with me, have my boys watching. Um, that's pretty darn cool. Is it tough? Is it tough for having your family with you? And then not only that, like in terms of, cause you're a mom and people don't realize like kids don't necessarily get it. They don't like, yeah. you're saying, I remember <laughs> I seen you, um, at one of the lunches, and you're like, "Look, I could bring my scale, or I could bring my my son's baseball bat. Like, I you know, <laughs> I got to do things, right? Like, it's it's difficult sometimes, it's, right? It's a bit hard to just you know, juggle it all, but 
um, you know, now that they're now they're thirteen and fifteen, so we're bringing them a lot more. When they're yeah. little, it's, it's oh, way harder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little kids are are, are hard. Yeah. Um, so now that they're a little bit older, obviously you don't have to do so much. You know, you're always sort of one thinking about them and making sure everything's cool with them, but it's definitely a much smaller scale. So it's fun because they understand a little bit more what's going on. Um, they get it a little more, you know, and, you know, ultimately you want to be the best example for your kids. So it's, it's a fun time right now. And then Tucker's lifting now too. Uh, Brody's going to do his first meet in a couple weeks here. So it's something that uh, we're all doing together, which makes it even more special. And when they see you, like, especially at this age, they can actually appreciate what's going on. When you're 15, you know. I mean, they're just like, you know, it's mom, she won. Of course she won. Really? <laughs> Is that what, yeah. They like, take it for granted, you know? Yeah, and they don't realize, hey, that was tough. On another one. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Even after um, they saw the surgery and everything, they, they're they like, they're, they're, it never wavered for them. No, no, it was just kind of same old, same old for them. <laughs> you know? that's, that's kind of the support anybody would want. Well, <laughs> so I was going to say, but does that, add, does that put added pressure that it's expected you win? Because sometimes I, being an underdog isn't the worst thing in the world when the pressure's I think it's way harder to be the one that's expected to win, yeah. in my opinion. I agree. It's, it's very stressful. It's a lot hard, harder to maintain, especially when you know everyone's gunning for you. Yeah. You know, um, no, it's 100% much harder to, to, to maintain that expectation, without a doubt. In walking into those worlds, how did you feel? In terms of expectation, do you think people were writing you off, or or how, or did yeah, you feel the same sure. pressure? Yeah, and yeah. did that give you I a lot of talk about me? Um, I kind of felt like I was forgotten a little bit. Um, even when we were getting ready for the Grand Prix at the Arnold, it was all about Isabella and Jen Milliken and Marisa, and like I was barely a mention. Yeah. You know? So I really, I definitely felt like, 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 like I was a past past thought at that point. Um, so, you know, I had to make sure they knew I was still here. That's right. It helps. Not only does it yeah. alleviate a little pressure, fine, don't look my way, look their way, that's fine with me, but it gives you a little bit of motivation like, oh, okay, not yet. This, you're, you're, they're, really the, the story for a huge win was being laid when people start looking elsewhere and they're not looking your way. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote a little bit of post about that when I, um, I lost to Sam at the Raw Nationals, you know. It was almost like um, a relief in a really odd way. Yeah, let's um, talk. Let's talk about that. Let's uh, let's move into those raw nationals. Um, so so yeah, what, what, how was that in terms of? Because you, I remember that post, and you say, you know what, for a decade, like I mean, in terms of consistency, it's just unrelenting. And yeah. like I'm a huge MMA fan, and George Saint Pierre said, um, like he walked away and gave up his title, and they asked why, and he's like, to be honest. The pressure of being at the top and you're not allowed to be human almost like people yeah. don't give you like like when people say well of course you won people don't necessarily and not just like, like family fans as well they don't even realize like all right but when i lay down in bed i'm like you i think about things like <laughs> it's almost like yeah. you know let's talk about that a minute if you don't mind yeah well i knew like I had, a t again a terrible squash history i was having some um pinched nerve issues in my back and so I knew going into it, squats were going to be, again, like it's my, my MO, squats were going to be rough. You know, I hit like a 275 before, and that was it. Wow. Um, 
so I did, so again, I was going into it a little bit blind because I was having all these uh, pinched nerve issues with the squat and everything else was growing fantastic, but I was I had no idea where that squat was going to be. And so like I was like, the best thing I can do is just not squat for two weeks and hope that something shows up for me on that day. Mm. Um, so that, that it was stressful because I didn't know that was a big question mark. You know, I could have been like, I mean, maybe I would, maybe I would have only got 275 and then it was just done. So uh, I hit, I think I hit all three, but I hit 330 for my squat, which I was like ecstatic with. <laughs> I barely hit 275 before. Yeah. I left. <laughs> um, and I really struggled on the second squat too. So uh, I was like, okay, I'm in this, I'm good, you know, um, and then, and then, Jen, you know, throw Jen Milliken coming up too, yeah. you know, I had no idea how she was going to perform, you know, she went up to 60, the Arnold, and it di- didn't perform as well as I thought she would have, um, but still, I mean, that was a long time ago, so I know she's an amazing squatter, so who knew what she was going to bring too, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, so I was, I was okay after those squats, and then the bench, you know, I, I was having a great bench, but you know, like you can't leave anything out there. Like yeah. you, know, you can't miss. Yeah. So, you know, it was, um, so I went for something huge on my second, I think I went 315 on my second. And I just tried like 319 on my third thinking if I got it great, if I didn't, what I wanted was a 315. So we'll go with that. Yeah. And then for, you know, deadlifts, I went, um, I think I hit 460 ish, which was like a, 15 pound PR for me. Um, so I felt okay because I knew I did everything I possibly could that day. Yeah, you, know, you unloaded. I, I knew, I knew, and then, you know, she, it ended, you know, a tie in body weight. So I thought, you know what, if I'm going to lose, like, this is the best possible scenario, like, to lose on it, like, a quote unquote same total. And I got the American record because I hit it first. Oh, <laughs> There you go. A moral victory yeah. right there. Wow, nice. So I was like, she may have won when I got the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, do, do you... She's a graceful, I mean, she's a graceful person. And I watched, you know, I watched her story. And it, I I can put myself in her shoes and understand how fabulous that probably felt for her too. You know, to finally hit that. And, you know, when I first started the... The person trying to I was trying to beat was Bettina Altizer. I don't even know if you remember way back when that no. she was it, and I was yeah. going after, going after, going after. When you finally won, it was just like, yeah. So, I know what she was feeling, you know. Is is it like, um, because you are who you are, and uh, and you've done everything you've done, and it's almost like I mean, if you could stop right now, and you'll probably be the sixty-three kilo goat for. I don't know if anyone's ever going to surpass you. It's going to be, it'll be a long time anyways. Is it like, um, can you sit back and appreciate for that person because you've done so much and you're like, wow, like you put yourself in their shoes, almost like a passing of the torch. Or are you like, you know, how, how did it feel? Or were you like, you know what? Not yet. You know, like, uh, yeah, is it like, yeah, it's kind of like, look, I'm happy for you, but it's not what you think. Don't get comfortable. Uh, I'm happy for you, but, you know, I didn't have my A game. I mean, that was my A game for the day. Yeah. But it's not my A game for my career. So, yeah. uh, I'm not done yet. I don't feel done yet. I'm not tired of it yet. Um, yeah. I feel I enjoy it, and I love the competition. Um, 
you know, definitely, you know, I'm an elder stateswoman here. <laughs> yeah, you're a nice so, one now. I don't know how much longer I've got, but as long as I'm competitive, you know, you, you, could, you could have two trains of thought. You know, you could say, okay, I'm going to go out while I'm number one. Or you could say, I'm going to go out when I'm not competitive anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I'm the latter. I don't really care if I go out number one. I'm going to, because I don't really know when my end is. So I'm going to keep doing it until I feel like I can't anymore. It, it, um, and that's obviously fair, because who knows? Like, it was body weight. You know, and yeah. she misses one lift in the whole, we're, we're not having this discussion. You know, oh, it's, yeah. it's close, right? It's way too close now. It's really close. And I don't, uh, I feel like there'll probably be some back and forth for a little while. We'll see. Yeah. So so when it first happened and you said, um, you know, when you were like, honestly, it's a lip, on certain levels relief. Was that immediate yeah. or was that after the fact when you're like. It was next morning. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. It was the next morning. Next morning, yeah. During the time, like, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I was watching her pull that. We're all watching from the side, you know, and I was watching her pull that last deadlift. And you don't want to root against someone. I wanted her to get it. But in the end, you know, her getting it meant I lost. But, I mean, she had that and so much more. I mean, she could have done more if she needed to, you know. So I didn't, I don't, I didn't feel like I could have done anything else different that day. But it's still, I mean, it sucks to lose. Yeah. Nobody wants to lose. And you're not familiar with that feeling as well. I'm no. not. Not, yeah. not a lot. It's been a long time. That's going to be my 10th in a row national title. Yeah. Know? I won nine in a row until that point. So that was going to be number 10. So I, I wanted I wanted the double digits, but now I'm going to have to try again this year, I guess. It's a better story. I was going to say, it sets up the rematch. So yeah. the next day when you said you felt relief, like, in terms of what way, was it just the pressure of always having to win? Yeah, it was just the expectations, the pressure always to be number one. You know, it's just, it's hard to maintain that, you yeah. know? Um, so it was kind of felt like, and, and I felt like every meet I went into, everyone was like, is this going to be the one? Is this yeah. going to be the one she was at this time? And yeah. so, now, now that's done. <laughs> yeah, let's put that to, to rest. And like you said, pressure's... It's weird how pressure can like, um, even Isabella von Weisberg talked about like we were saying how much hype was around her, and she said she's been on the show a couple times. There was a lot of pressure for her, and it it can rob the fun of it, you know. And you, to an extent, you know, some people want to play in with the with social media, and you like the attention, but it is a double edged sword. So for every follower you get and the attention you get, you realize. It's fun right now in the off season. That's great. You're posting anything you post. You could be out for dinner with your significant other and people love it. And you're like, oh, I feel minor celebrity-ish. But then when the meat rolls around, all of a sudden it feels different. You're like, holy sugar, there's a lot of pressure on me. If I, a lot of eyeballs where I would love if nobody gave a shit and I could just walk in there. You know, it's a double like shut up kind of thing. <laughs> 100%. And you got to be careful while ramping up. When, you, when you're yeah. leading into meats, do you ramp up and post videos, or do you hold back? Um, I'll post stuff that um, won't give anyone an idea of how much I got. Yeah. Except for bench. Everyone knows what my bench is. That's no secret. You know, so I'll yeah. post that stuff, but I keep the squat, the um, deadlift on, on the down low. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, I mean, that's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, it is true. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I don't know why people do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and, and I mean, Kimberly Walford talked about that too. She'll like keep it and then post after the fact. Oh, by the way, I hit this. 
I'll post like maybe some set work or um, ultimately like for, for my Instagram, I try to post something that's helpful to others. I try not to just like, this is me doing this. Mm-hmm. I try to post like accessory exercises that I feel are really good or um, I felt like a lot of times if I like post something and I'm like, I felt like this in this moment and this happened, everyone's like, oh yeah, I feel that way too. It's so cool that you feel that way also. So I try to always post something meaningful mm-hmm. that might be helpful to somebody else. Um, otherwise, it's just, I don't know. It it be, like, yeah. Here I am again. <laughs> yeah, it can be kind of a little more fluff. I think what you said was true in terms of um, like oftentimes we do put people on pedestals and um, like we, we, Jen Thompson doesn't lose. And when you post something like, I had a tough day and, you know, I'm a little rattled by this, but, you know, I'm putting in perspective. It is super relatable. Like, holy shit, Jen Thompson doesn't kill it every day. Or Jen Thompson, like when you, when, when we heard the story about the injury and everything, that's what makes it like so much more meaningful when you are just more transparent like that and people draw inspiration from it. I think so too, because sometimes like people just, they just think like, this shit comes naturally. We're yeah. just naturally strong. You know, no one's really working. That we're not normal people. Like, we're just lucky. You know, and it's not that way at all. We started off as normal people, and then we worked our asses off to get to where yeah. we are yeah. at. You know, and you can do it, too. Yeah. It's not that there's some something um, crazy special about us, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, all the stuff that we put into it. And, and I truly believe... Just about anyone could do it. it I was um, reading, uh, Greg Knuckles just put out a good article about, um, are you really working hard enough? Yeah. Like, are you really training hard? And um, I found it great because I think, like, I put some of my um, workouts on my strength book so that you could do the workouts with me. And so I've gotten some feedback on it. And most of the feedback is, this is really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I read that article and I'm like, you know, most people probably aren't training as hard as they think they are. You know, they think they're training hard, but they, you can always push yourself one more level. Yeah. And I think the us that are up there, we're pushing ourselves to that other level that maybe other people aren't aware they have. And some people think um, the other level is in terms of like the weight on the bar and they'll burn out as opposed to it's keep coming back over and over, roughed up, sore, you're back the next day, the next day. So when they say, no, I train really hard. I push it. Well, I see you like maxing out way too much with top triples, double singles, and you're probably going to leave your best. But that's not exactly what people are talking about. It's no. consistently working all the time. Like that's the hard stuff. That's the honest work that's really unglamorous and really hard on the body. Yeah, it's pushing yourself past like a five by five into a six by five or seven by five. Just working and working. Just just grinding away. And And then coming back the next day and doing it again. Yeah, it's the volume you put in and and mostly the intensity too. Because I see like, um, you know, we do these Iron Sisters camps and these different camps and, um, you know, we I just had a couple come work out with me this weekend and I'm watching their workout and I'm like, that's your whole training session right there. That's all you do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. <laughs> yeah, some people don't know. I, I mean, I'd be here for another hour after that, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> it is, um, and yeah, that's one good thing about, like, social media that's helped. But then, on the flip side, well, it's the, the stakes rise and the competition rises by the sharing of information. So, everything you put out, everybody sees. Have you ever, being at the top, thought to yourself, I'm really... I'm giving a lot of information out there. I'll tell you straight up. 
Paul does heavy holds all the flipping time. So does Randy uh-huh. now. Uh, the Jen Thompson heavy yeah. holds. Like, you made that. Uh-huh. Um, like, everybody's adopting these things. Uh-huh. Do you ever have certain things you do? Like, I know you, one week you do. Like, I know. Like, I'm following. You'll do, like, some touch and go deads. Next week you do breaking every rep. And you're doing certain things. Like, you ever stop me? Like, maybe I should hold some things to myself. Or are you just like, uh-huh. it is what it is. My husband says that to me all the time. You know, as we do the Iron Sisters camps, we're doing um, you know just different seminars, and he goes, "You know, you're essentially like training everyone to beat you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're essentially just giving it all out there and training the next generation to beat you." But I always sort of think like part of my whole my whole goal in this is to make my sport better, to make it grow, uh, to be a good example for others, and then I'm sort of cocky enough to think that. I could give you what I'm doing, and I'm still going to beat your ass. You got, let them come. <laughs> yeah, let them come, right? It's true because... Because uh, <laughs> your husband is right that... Um, like We've had Kristen Dunsmore, Sam Calhoun, and Meg on the show, and um, these, these ladies watched you. They looked up to huh. you. They came in drawing inspiration and training from yourself. A couple years later, they're going head-to-head with you. Like, it is... Because you're, you're you. You're... If you're going to get into women's powerlifting, this is it. Like, you're probably the biggest name. And it's, and speaking on that, a good segue, because you had said about uh, giving back and you're officiating. And then at the end of the year, um, leading it like the 20, 2018 Athlete of the Year, representing powerlifting, getting oh. posted up. Uh, let's talk about that because it was, um, in my mind's eye, like the perfect nominee. And um, there was a huge rallying point. A lot of people started rallying behind you. The amount of votes was amazing. And there was, you know, obviously I vented and there's some people who openly said, like, first off, let's talk about what it felt like to know you were nominated. And then let's talk about the reception. Yeah, um, it was, I didn't, I guess I just didn't even realize because I was nominated athlete of the month in um, June, you know, when I won it which I thought was a huge honor because it's not even just your sport. It's among, you know, all the world game um, athletes. Yeah. And you get a really cool watch, you know. Oh, nice. <laughs> there you go. Nice. A lot of right, nice write-ups, you know. So I was, like, really impressed. I thought, oh, powerlifting, you know, choose me, which was really great. I didn't – and I I knew there was the Athlete of the Year um, competition because, you know, I voted for Ray. You know, I voted last year for the um, Ukrainian girl over and over and over again trying to help her win. And – I, it didn't even, I didn't even realize that that would put me in for that until like they called me at the end of December and like, oh, well, you're going to be in this contest now. And I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> crazy honor, right? Yeah, huge. Like, I mean, just it's an international deal. You know, it's among all other sports. Uh, it was another kind of pressure situation a little bit because, you know, the IPF's like, they really want you to win. They yes. sport. It would get us in negotiations at a whole new another level. This would be big for us, you know. Wow. We had several like conferences with them about what we were gonna do, what our game plan was. You know, I'd said it's it's not just it's not just Jan Thompson. Powerlifting is on that ballot. You know, if anyone's not getting it. Way. I have a hard time like you know, tooting my own horn and bragging about myself. So I try to just look at it more like this is a, a help for my sport, yeah. you know, kind of deal. And I also took it as like a, you know, I'm a competitor. 
So like I yeah. was going to put 150% into this because like I really, really, you know, we came so close the last two years, really wanted for us to win this, to show them that we have the popularity, we are there, you know, we are a sport to be reckoned with. So I worked my tail off for You um, did. You January did. was the longest month of my life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Was it, was it a whole other level of stressful? Because it's, yeah. it's almost like this is, in, in, a, in a way, even though you're working your ass off, it's sort of out of your hands. You're like powerlifting, the bars in your hands, like you said, and you're like, however way this swings, I can feel good because I gave 100. But in this situation, you're almost, it's in a way out of your hands and you're trying to convey to other people. And you're trying to bring the message, and it's difficult, you know, because it's it's and you worked and you, you like because you knew what was on the line. You've been around. You were there in the '90s when when no one cared about powerlifting. Show up, you're the only woman in the division, and you're here when it's so deep. Everyone's hyped, and all the competitors, and then from everything in between, the titles, officiating, you know, seminars, and the whole nine. It's a difficult message to convey, like, guys, rally, let's do this, we got an opportunity. Yeah. It was hard to do it, it, it not being self-serving, you know? I mean, there's, I mean, you get the title, and then they, they send you to Australia for some big conference or something, but uh, it was, that, that part was hard, and um, it just, it was, you know, you could see where the votes are at any minute of any day, so you're constantly monitoring, you know, like... How tough was that? The first yeah, few yeah. weeks, like, I was... I think it was first week and a half. I was so far ahead of everybody. And I thought, you know, looking at Instagram, I'm like, well, I got 70,000 followers. I mean, I almost got to vote twice and I got this. No big deal. Oh, it's so much harder than that. It got crazy. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to get that nuts. Is that normal to have that kind of voting activity? Because it, it got really wild. Yeah, it, uh, it just, I, it got wild once um, the gymnast decided that they wanted to try to win, Apparently. you know, yeah. Um, yeah, they decided like they, two weeks in, they showed up, you know, and within four days, like they had gotten, I don't know, something like six or 7,000 votes and took the lead, you know, like just crazy from behind. Um, and I kept waiting for something like that to happen because I thought, you know, it can't be this easy. Yeah. <laughs> so when they showed up, then it was like a back and forth every single day, you know, and I teach at school, so every day I'm like, did you vote for me? Did you vote for me? There's signs everywhere. Vote for Mrs. Thompson. You know? I'm doing eight zillion newspaper interviews and TV interviews, and I'm posting no a second job. I am not joking you. Like you're voting so, for mayor or something. Holy smokes. Yes. I felt like, I thought, you know what? This has determined that I will never want to run for political office. Yeah. Like, I will never do it. I just, yeah. I, this sucks so bad. Yeah, it was a lot of work and stress. It was stress. It was a lot of work. Um, just, it just, it was a like it's anxiety levels all over the place, you know, and just the, all the different posts that were coming out, and just the oh my god, so much, so much. And I kept waiting, like, because I knew they had some problems with the voting last year, because I think they only lost by like three hundred votes last year, um, and that something came down to some voting issue, like some yeah. problem with the uh, like a mechanical problem. So I kept thinking, like. We were leading into the last day, and I'm like, I'm just, I was waiting for something to happen. I'm like, something unforeseen is going to happen. I just know it, and I'm going to be so mad because I worked so hard, 
and everybody came out of all over the place to support me in this, which I was so sick and touched by, like, you know, DLB, Meg Squats, you know, Ray Williams, uh, Steffi Cohn, uh, I mean, mean, the biggest names of not just you, not just IPF powerlifting, all powerlifting, you know, so it felt so wonderful to have like support from your sport. Like that was kind of the true, like, uh, warm, fuzzy feeling I got from it. But then, like, the night before, like, the votes were supposed to end at 2 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time on whatever it was, Tuesday. So Monday night, I'm like, I always catch up at, on the votes on the nighttime because they're sleeping, and that's when we get home from work, and we, we, we start getting all our votes coming in. So Monday night at 7 p.m., everything stopped. The whole site froze. Nothing happened. So... I emailed IPF. I'm like, what's going on? No one can vote. The site, I mean, all the voting was just frozen. And so they're trying to, uh, like, contact people and tell them, but it's in the middle of the night over there. Like, it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it was 2 in the morning their time. So it was fine over there because they weren't going to get votes anyways. They weren't getting any votes at night. And this is your prime and time. All, yeah, this was all the time. This was my, my prime time for voting. Yeah. And no, nobody could vote. So I'm like, okay, well, this is it. <laughs> this is what's going to happen. So they, um, they they reopened the vote. It was like, um, I think it was like 1.30 in the morning our time. They reopened the vote, which was like 7 a.m. Russia's time. And that's so not going to help you. We're sleeping. And they get all, so by the time we woke up, I was, I was behind 5,000 votes. Mm. And when it went down, I was behind like 200 votes. Like it was just. And that's so what they, you were planning on catching up. 200 votes is nothing. It was nothing. It's like yeah. 0.01%, you know. Yeah. So uh, they said, well, we're going to extend the time then. We're going to give you your time back. But it didn't matter because then they put more of the, the girl that was running for Mutai, she was the Russian girl. They found that she was using a bot to vote. Mm. So like her votes went from like in one night from like, I don't know, like 12,000 to like 20,000. And so they found that she was cheating. Yeah. So they put these new security measures in. So then and the time they were giving me to make up, you couldn't get any cellular votes to go through. It was only Wi-Fi. Wow. So, that, so ex- that explains why, like, I know we were talking to Ellis Clay, and I was unable to vote. So Yeah, and I didn't know it was so, like, big. Like, like nobody could. At the time, I thought, well, I voted within 24 hours. Maybe I, not 24 hours has elapsed, elapsed, but you didn't realize, like, no, this is, nobody is right now. Uh, well, we'd asked about it a couple times, like, because I was, I was pissed. I was more pissed because I put a ton of work in it, and everybody else, like, I was getting all these messages, like, I'm trying to vote for you, and it won't let me vote. I was getting all these messages, and it was just killing me. Yeah. And people were trying so hard for you. It won't let us do it, you know? Yeah. And I was just devastated. And so they came out, and they said um, it was uh, human error that um, stopped the vote. So somebody in Central European time woke up at 2 a.m. and turned the voting off on accident. What was their last name? Is it Russian? I, I don't know who it was. <laughs> they, they, like, yeah. they said it, they accidentally turned it off. And we're like, it's 2 in the morning at your time. Who yeah. got on there and accidentally yeah. turned this yeah, voting who, off? Who wakes up know? at 2 in the morning? They're probably getting home yeah. from the bar drunk. And But, uh, but anyways, no. But having said that, okay, so it is what it is. Um, You come in second, but now that you had a little time to be like, all right, I'm over that. And when you look back, and like you said, you look at all the people that rallied, not even like IPF or whatever, 
Do you, yeah. did you, does it make like, holy freaking smoke? Because I know myself, everybody's stories were, go vote, I keep voting. People are messaging, like DMing me, like, I vote every day. I vote, like, you know, I'm, I'm like, people were so rallying, it was crazy. Um, did that feel like, holy, fr- like, I, you, you just take that. Was it surprising to feel that? Yeah, like, I, I mean, everyone talks about how divided we are as a sport. You know, we got 8 billion, you know, different organizations, and everyone's lifting here and there. But I think in the end, we all love our sport, you know? Yeah. And it was pretty cool that everyone came together for, for it in some way. You know, I was really touched by all that, for sure. Um, so even though it kind of ended in a, a, a you know, I, th- I feel like we got screwed on <laughs> winning, honestly. Yeah. I feel like we were winning and then they, they were worried. And so, you know, whatever, it is what it is. But in the end, it was um, so nice to know that, like, that we all came together for the good of our sport. Yeah. And I thought that yeah. was really great. It is a pretty big takeaway. Like, you, you, you wouldn't know when you're in that position and you, you get posted up you almost feel a little vulnerable because you're like, well, um, you know, I, I was chosen and it's going to be my name on the ballot. And if people don't rally behind me, that's not like, how would that make you feel? That's a little embarrassing. And you yeah, know, I was well, worried, honestly. You know, you're like, it's like having a party and being worried if everyone's going to come. You know, you're like, Absolutely. You're, 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 exactly. you're vulnerable. You're out there. And if, if it's a bad showing, you're like, well, shit. Like, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I... Maybe it should have been someone else, but because it happened the way you it did, and you're like, whoa! It felt it must have felt the least knowing, like almost like you said before, I did all I could, but it feels good knowing because this is out of your hands. So did everybody else this time. Yeah, I mean, it was it was I feel magical. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good moment. Um, so- it was a good moment for all of us to come together, and you know. It's easy to say different things on, um, I think, Instagram and stuff like that about who's this or who's that or who's doing what, you know. But in the end, I think we all love our sport, and that's what came through. 100%, yeah. So leading into 2019, um, what should we expect looking ahead? What's on the well, agenda? Let's see. We got the Arnold coming up here uh, in a few weeks. Or actually, probably like two weeks, I think, now. Um, and that's always, it's always fun. You know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, the new IPF formula will be start getting used this year. Yeah. So I think that's going to be um, a big change for everybody and possibly how we sort of standardize who's at the top and who's not in our sport, for sure. Um, but I kind of, the Arnold, I feel is, I'm, for me, my eye is on Sweden. <laughs> Yeah. So I hope something fun um, that I'm going to go enjoy. You know, you get to go put on a show. Nothing's really on the line. You can just go for for whatever, you know. Um, I'm going to meet Sam and Jen again in the Grand Prix, which will be a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm excited to see Amanda Lawrence in it as well. Um, I mean, just, you know, if you look at the IPF uh, new formula, they have Danielle Mello as number one from last year. So I think it's going to shake up our sport a bit, which is, I think, good. It is, it is, a, I know um, some people have posted like what the new form is going to be. Some massive turnarounds for some individuals, like Ray, his ranking's way low, which he gets yeah. a lot of, a lot of like exposure regardless. I don't think he's too worried. He's making ESPN, you know, when he squats yeah, a thousand right. pounds. So he's all right. He's okay. He's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there will definitely be some shakeups. For the, for, for Sweden, for the world championships, um, how does, how does the national, is there going to be 263 kilo women again? The risk. Yeah, I got in because, you know, they gave us one more spot 
you know, at the um, at the meeting, they gave us the same numbers class as then. So I was the number one alternate, so that put me in on the team. So I'm super excited I get to go now. <laughs> so we get the showdown again. It is so starting to become another rivalry, yeah. right? Um, like it, so how do you feel like in terms of your expectations? Cause it's weird. Cause you're, you're the defending world champion, but then she's coming in off the raw nationals. Right. Is it, does it feel, um, it, it might be too far out, but do you feel the pressures on her, uh, to, because she's, cause she won nationals that she's got to keep winning or do you, how do you feel about it walking into this one as opposed to all the other ones? Well, I sort of feel like, um, it's like it will solidify her role in the 63s if she wins. Yeah. If I win, it shows everyone I'm not done yet. That's right. Yeah. And it shows that this is this is going to keep going. So for for her, I feel like it would solidify her as being the number one contender in the 63s. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's probably pretty important to her. You know that mm-hmm. she it wasn't just a fluke. You know she's here to mm-hmm. stay. Uh, but for me, it's uh, she ain't going anywhere yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, let's keep the trade going. That's right. The dynasty yeah. never ends. Yeah, it'll definitely be exciting. And um, they don't obviously don't have the roster out yet. But has there been word? When we asked Isabella, was she? She's back up to seventy two from where she's one hundred percent seventy two. Understand? Yeah. Okay. She, Isabella. Yeah, because yeah, I thought she was tinkering with the idea of maybe trying it again in the future, but. I think she said maybe in the future, but it would seem like from the in- this is going back to our interview with her the other a couple yeah. months ago. It seemed like it's in the fairly far future. Okay. So she's doing seventy two. I think so, but I mean, I swear she was. I was going to say, I was gonna say unless... the world, and she was she was all into going back. I thought so too. Again, but I mean that was half a year ago, you know. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> changed her mind by then. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know she had trouble winning the 72s in Sweden, so I don't know where that um, where she's at now competitively with that. Yeah, it is an interesting... But she's also been all over the world lately, so who knows? Things change. Yeah. You know, and once, and it's a lot of work having to cut and, and go through all that it's, all over again. Especially when you're already cut. One thing that will help, obviously, is being in Sweden, and she's from Sweden, not right. having to travel while dealing with all that, and... Learning from previous mistakes, realizing I have to get down this low and I can do this much water and it takes this time to do it, etc. Um, we'll see what the adjustments make. Yeah, I mean, that was a pretty horrible experience that she had. So I'm sure she's not anxious to revisit it. That's right. That's um, right. Yeah. Maybe just doing it a little bit better this time around. I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's just, I mean, we're in a great time. I mean, there's, there's competition everywhere. And, it, it really just comes down to who performs on that day. Yeah, 100%. And you talk about uh, it being in Sweden as well. I think the last thing she would want to do is take the chance of missing. Well, yeah. Missing that would be a big Sweden shock because too, you missed sure. twice. There will be a lot of pressure. Um, and Sweden's, Sweden's starting to finally tune into a pretty big powerhouse for powerlifting. Um, they always had like Sophia Loft, but they're getting more and more like a 93 kilo junior, yeah, Gustav, and there's more and more of the Swedish, like all over the world, we're becoming far more global. Obviously, U.S. is number one, but um, it's definitely going to be one of the bigger world championships. We're going to probably have a preview show, and maybe we'll have you on if you got time leading in. Uh, I can then, always make time for you. Thank you very much, <laughs> Jen. Much, much appreciated. Uh, listen, uh, we, we've had you on for an hour 15 
Um, appreciate your time. Thank you very much for coming on. I know you had a little a little time alone in the house. The boys are away. We're not going to take up your whole morning. Uh, you might have some things you want to do, uh, catch up on. Is there anybody you would like to thank uh, before we let you go? Oh, for sure. Like, SBD, SBD, USA, I mean, they were huge, actually, in that competition. You know, they were uh, putting stuff out and getting people to vote for me. So I felt real, real grateful for that. And LBD Fitness also, they, we had a competition going every day for those who voted. Oh, they were nice. giving, like, gift certificates every single day in January. So that was great. SSP Nutrition, of course. And then uh, we're doing a lot of our uh, workouts on Twitch TV right now. If anybody wants to um, come in and watch, well, we uh, film our workouts live a um, couple times a week. So that's nice. been kind of fun because you can, like, communicate with people back and forth. You know, they yeah. send in questions and you can answer them. So I've been having some fun just with this and the new platforms of things that you can communicate with other people. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, you get to literally help change the game. And, yeah. and elevate people, and then you can tell people at the end, I'll see you in two years. Because I'm not really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're yeah. feeling strong, I'll see you in two years. I'm not going nowhere. So, so that's right. <laughs> Listen, Jen, thank you for coming on. Much appreciated, and good luck with training. Thank you so much. We'll see you soon. See thank you soon. Much. Yeah, that's exactly it. So, that's why she was um, the ambassador that that was chosen. Yeah. Um, I like. I know, uh, yeah, she said it, it was, it's tough to toot your own horn when people say, like, why, but, um, you know, yeah, no joke. From, from the 90s, when nobody, nobody cared about powerlifting uh, before internet and everything was, was uber popular. We had all these websites. Um, and she, she would show up to a competition. She was the only woman there. To right up to now, present day, where hundreds of thousands, and some of these YouTube videos that have recap of the IPF Worlds can up to a million views and um, extremely competitive. Like the most yep. competitive we've seen. That 63 kilo class and the one of five men, those two classes were probably the top. And if you want to argue which one was more competitive, I don't know. That, might, that 63 kilo women's might have been the most of that world. You could argue maybe I, one of five men. I was going to say, like, I'm trying to think back to now watching it, and I can't say which one I enjoy more. It, put it this way. It's, it's debatable. Both of, them, I've seen. both of them had exactly what you want out of any yeah. competition. They all had drama. They all had world records yeah. falling. They all had leads changing back and forth. And we're not firing around. And we're not talking, you know, hack, give, showdown, two on no. one on one. We're talking division stacked. We're talking defending world champion doesn't make podium. That's how tough it was. Yeah. You know, um, so for her to have, like, what a journey she must have been. Like, when she started in the 90s, look around, okay, well, I'm the only girl here, but let's have fun. And nobody knows my sport. People think I'm a bodybuilder. You try to explain, oh, yeah, you're a bodybuilder. Well, no, I'm a powerlifter. Oh, is it like in the Olympics? Well, no, no like, this yeah. is back in the day. And to now, like, the journey, everything in between. It, it must be a wild trip for her to, like, have looked around at that moment when it was so stacked. And there's so many people on the live stream, and it's like, holy shit. And I'll tell you, I'm excited as hell to hear that it's going to happen again this year. Yeah. Like we talk about, we talked about 2018 being the Disney movie sort of. Yeah. It could. Be, it, I think we could have this. Is the, this going. is the sequel. We could have. Yeah, this. We could have. Keep the, going. We could have the repeat. You could be like, man, how many Rockies could they going to make? He just keeps coming back. Yep. Yeah. Who knows? And she, like, like Jen said, she lost somebody. Which it was having. A I was thinking about when she said that. I'm like. What's with Sam Calhoun always winning on body weight? Like, is it just her MO? She just likes knocking people yeah, up by yeah, body yeah, weight? Right. She knows. Yeah. Well, it's, um, the, the, the thing that Sam Calhoun has, and uh, to, to your point, I kind know, of set she, this up, she, and it's nice. Yeah. 
Um, and this is what's going to be difficult. It is kind of, won't get too much of a breakdown, but a little snippet of a preview. When you're the big dad lifter like that, you only have to pull when you have to. And yeah. It's such a... And especially when you're the big lifter like that, and you know you're coming in lighter than everyone else. So, you literally are like, load the bar exactly. Yeah. We tie. We only have to tie. But it's, it's just so it's funny. A like you It's got, a tough one. We talked about Kristen Dunsmore and her matching three times in a row, I think it was. It, statistically speaking. Yeah. And it wasn't even always at the same meet. So, so what I just said about um, load the bar, I'll, I'll match your total win up yeah. all but it wasn't even at the same competitions all the time, necessarily. You'd be like, well, our totals matched up, but she was always lighter. Like, it was just uh, a crazy... Yeah, it's, it's just one of those crazy way. stats that, when you start thinking about it, just is kind of hilarious and kind of mind-blowing. It's going to be the 63-kilo women, um, regardless if Isabella drops down or not. Um, if she does, that would be cra- another crazy story. If she doesn't, um, I think she's a, a heavy favorite up in the 72s, but not for sure lock. But it'll be. She's yeah. always on the podium. But she's also not a. She's also not a lock in sixty three. So she's not a lock. Regardless, you got to think about which way you're going to take and which way you're going to be guaranteed that spot. Too competitive. Yeah. Too competitive. Um, Isabella, I think, is a favorite to hit a podium on seventy two. Yeah. Um, we'll have to do a more in depth preview, but I hope she does well because it's in Sweden, and and we say good for the sports, good for everybody if she does well in her home country. You think yeah. about that. You know, and she's, and she's. Let's face it; it's good for her as well if she comes back after what happened. Another great Royals, story, and then another great comeback story. Like you know, I don't hits podium, takes gold in her country, or whatever I happens. Honestly, that yeah, even if she hits podium, takes gold and squats, yeah. whatever, she's back. You know, it silences people. It's yeah. Good. Um, and in terms of Jen, it's the the battles, man. It's sixty three, and it's you know Marie T. You know, you got Horn still coming back. Like it, these girls. It's, we, we've seen anything can happen. You, you think you have a lock in place. Um, if you want to talk about big deadlifter, dominant as hell, look at the 105s. We just mentioned, look at the 105s. Mr. Yep. Deadlift himself. Maybe the biggest deadlifter we've ever seen in the IPF. A dominant force in his prime, and his deadlift doesn't show up. And yep. all of a sudden, Bryce Lewis takes the world's... And, and Bryce Lewis previously couldn't beat him. A di- best day for best day, I'm going to pick versus Becky. But on any given day. So, yeah, you can't, it's, you know, all these other women, it's so close. Whether it's Horn or T from Canada, any, either any of these women miss a couple lifts, yep. it opens up. Yeah, any of them have the skill at that point to take it. Mm-hmm. And that's Depending what makes, on who shows up, who doesn't, what lift shows up, what doesn't. And that's what, what uh, Jen And what saying, the judging is. And that's what Jen was saying, where it's, uh, and that's what's exciting for anybody watching. I need to believe that, like, number five could be number one, and has previously, yeah. by the way. Number five could be number one. It's that tight. It's, you don't, don't blank. Don't miss. You know, it's, I need to believe that. Uh, but I'll be, I'll be eagerly anticipating the 63 kilo, kilo women. I'm glad Jen came on. Hell of an ambassador. Yeah. Hope you guys like the show. As usual, uh, share it, Instagram stories, give us high ratings, tell your friends, because, yeah, people like Jen Thompson deserve the exposure. And people like Jen Thompson, when, when they're up for these votes, deserve us to They deserve the votes. That's right. So from Six Pack Lapidat. And Paul Moranza and underscore lifts. Have a good one. Peace.